Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. I am your host. I can't think of anything really special for our theme today, but so I am your host, Neil Cordray, Master of Ceremonies, perhaps? Um, Usher of the New Year? Yeah, sure. I'm just, just don't put me in a diaper. Um, and <laughs> I am joined this week by Michael, the sickly true Ben. And Wookie. Ah, so that's why you're drinking all the all the healthy stuff. You're feeling ill. <laughs> Trying not to feel ill. Sorry to hear that. Fighting a head cold. Preemptive strike. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I, I want to. Actually, I can't talk about that because it's work related. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not. I I promised them I wouldn't ever talk about work on the podcast. Now you need to make up a completely fictitious company to promise I'll never talk about. You know, spacely. Well, then company A is going to be like, "Hey, uh, how long you been working at Company B? Why don't you file that form that you're working at Company B?" They're fictitious. Yeah, you need to come up like a no spacely spread sprockets. So, what's Neil drinking tonight? Uh, tonight I'm drinking tea with a little bit of honey. And a fair bit of amaretto. <laughs> so what's in the tea? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Just of course tea. now, um, since we're recording, you get all to you get to watch me uh, shoot a. Uh, see how much is this? About a half ounce. About a half ounce of vinegar. <laughs> we could call it capital T. <laughs> mm. And watch Neil orgasm over it. Yeah, watch Neil's taste buds. It's ten-year-old balsamic vinegar. It's good stuff. <laughs> ah, it's got like chocolatey overtones. We were worried about people thinking we were normal. Were <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we me. worried about that? <laughs> um, well, you know, thanks to Neil, never. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> well, between okay, I am that one guy with the hair. So <laughs> okay. So um, oh, that's <laughs> that brings me to another thing for. For my part of the of the uh, what I'm looking forward to. Oh, excellent. Well, um, we'll get to that here in a bit. Um, so, as most of you probably are aware, it is now 2017. Wait, what? When did that um, shit happen? By the Thank time you. this airs, I believe we will have an overbaked orange Cheeto as president, and um, that, that's not necessarily that's not my my indictment of his. Leadership, just what he looks like. Just he looks like a fucking Cheeto. <laughs> he looks like like the king of the Oompa Loompas. He needs to lay off on the bronzer. Uh, well. In any case, um, but um, yeah, 2017, Here we go. Um, twenty sixteen, by general consensus, sucked. Big time. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people died, and a lot of bad things happened. To be we, fair, it just seems like a lot more people died because of social media. If you pull up a random year, it's going to be more or less yes. the same amount of celebrities. That's actually that's actually very true. However, this is also the first year that really hits uh, our not right. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, for us personally, because there were some legendary people. Well, it, it yeah. also hits my generation too because you, you got to realize I was near the end of. Of the baby boomers, Gen X. Well, yeah. and, and some of the first of all, generation is an arbitrary BS yeah. thing, which is a whole other topic. But there's a really interesting Ad, Adam ruins everything talk, which yes, is an actually an episode that. of Adam, Adam ruins everything well, about the, it. By yeah. the way, Adam ruins everything. Really awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah. there, there was the baby boom came right after World War Two. That's yeah. a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what? Yeah. But that, then yeah. on the good side, 2016 saw infant mortality worldwide down. And uh, oh yeah, there were a lot of good things that happened in 2016. We're not. We're not discounting that. We just don't want to do a retrospective on 2016. 
because we will cry. Two important yes. points. Um, David Bowie died. Yeah, I was going to say, people like that uh, influenced uh, multiple, you know, quote-unquote generations because yeah. of longevity, longevity of their awesomeness. Yeah. Yeah. Prince and David Bowie and so on. Uh, and then another thing, uh, 2016 is not a sentient entity. True. It, well, is in fact, it is, in fact, just a measure of time based on a Roman calendar. So No way! Yeah. yeah no, and here I've been getting mad at 2016 like it was a real person. Because we anthropomorphize <laughs> well. Now, of course, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> Uh, my, my my belief is every time a celebrity dies, Keith Richards, you know, experiences the quickening. Yeah. <laughs> because Keith Richards, a and, Keith Richards and Betty White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Betty White. It's gonna come down to it's gonna come down to a fucking battle royale. In the end there could be only one. How does she know? <laughs> She's like ninety seven. My money is on Betty White. Yeah. <laughs> Stan's up there. Stan Lee's up there too. He's ninety. Yeah, he's like ninety four. Yeah. Ninety yeah. fourth birthday. Yeah. Huh. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so for twenty seventeen, one of my you know, because we also lost we also lost the general. Or for, for the princess. princess. Yeah, mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher. So my one of my one of my phrases this this year is going to be carry on. Spelled I E. Right. Uh, so yeah, today this today, tonight, whatever you're happening to listen to this episode, uh, we're gonna be talking about what we are looking forward to in the year twenty seventeen. Um, of Sort of, of our, uh, uh, as is our want of things that we care and are interested about. Okay, that was like a negativity flesh at the beginning. We got all that crap out of our system. Now we can yeah. talk about happy yeah. things. We're, done, fun we're, and we're done talking about. We're done talking about 2016 and how it can go to hell. Right. <laughs> right? But yeah. And if you believe in the Langoliers, it can be eaten by test by by, by flying um, mouth, three mouth testicles. <laughs> Um, it's a case. hell of an image. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever Pretty seen accurate. the Langoliers? Uh, now I'm kind of curious. <laughs> it, it was a it was a, it was a mini series uh, based off of a Stephen King. Uh, okay, say no more. Yeah. Now it makes sense. <laughs> that is all I need. Oh, Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> you said the magic words. The Langoliers are these flying. They they looked like either testicles or a raisin or overgrown raisins that had. Mouths that open in three directions. Zombie and, Pac-Man. And they ate the past. Was the idea. Right. Seems it seems like it would be a hard thing to catch, but okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. well when you get stuck when when you get stuck in in in, 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 in a in a bubble of anti time. Yeah, it's Stephen it, King. You can say a lot of words. Uh, and that makes sense. Yeah, word salad. Stephen King, we got it. Other than the creatures themselves, for me, one of the most memorable things in that movie was the dude who just kept. Tearing paper slowly, over and over again. Ron <laughs> Pichot's character, the yeah, the business one who was, yeah, which was weird for me seeing him in that because I was used to Perfect Strangers. Yeah, guys, the obscure references Balti. episode is next week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he was, I put my kidding it's every week. <laughs> <laughs> now we ought to do an episode just on how, on how obscure can we make references <laughs> for the other three people. That could be fun. In any case, no, we're looking forward to twenty six seventeen. Um, and I'm sorry for getting us off on that tangent. Shame on me. Uh, in any yes. case, um, bad news, bad news. No yeah. So we're gonna, so we're just gonna, we're gonna talk about things we're looking forward to, uh, keeping it kind of geeky. So we're looking, we're looking at you know media, books, other things. Um, I, I yeah, uh, media yeah. has three subcategories all the time. Yeah, the thing, and and you know, I, I feel like you know to all of our non-geek. Uh, Friends out there, the I hear that. Listen to us. <laughs> to, to anyone who's listening to this podcast, who, who thinks we're being un, unfair, I hear that someone's going to win the Stanley Cup this year. 
and someone might win the Super Bowl. And uh, and other sports ball related things. Yeah, uh, I think it bears mentioning. Uh, you know, as far as weirdness in sports ball, uh, the Cubs won the World Series last year. Yeah, I know. So what happened. the hell? I, I feel like there's all wins. <laughs> the yep. Cubs, but yeah, the Cubs. Well, made, they made a deal with Satan. Mike, Mike, whoever you want. Yeah, Mike. My, my theory is that uh, is that David Bowie was just holding the the universe together. <laughs> Um, and with his passing, things are just going to get stranger as time progresses. Uh, God bless his nomads. I, I saw something online that said that they don't think anyone really died this year. Just David Bowie's creating his own utopia. Yeah, he created his own out, alternate universe. He's picking out the people he wants. Right? It's like they're having intramural up in heaven, and he's like, okay, I picked this person. Your turn. I got Lemmy Motorhead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but anyhow, media, media. Yes. Um, 2017. What's so, what's happening? Uh, where do we want to start? We got um, I've got lists for games, movies, and TV. Movies sounds like the longest list. Movies is probably gonna be the longest list. So let's start with the shortest list. Let's start with TV. All right, um, because I don't think much of us have like I have a TV, but I don't have a television service. I have Netflix and I have Amazon Prime. Yep, we so, fall under TV still. Yeah. Yeah, I have a DVD player. <laughs> I would it be fair to say this category is 21st century TV? Yes. Because, yeah, I'm all, it's, I it's, got the trifecta Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. Yeah. I, I think the uh, I, th- I think the official terminology for it is it's new media. Or streaming <laughs> programming. I don't know. Um, so, so, yeah, we're figuring that for out. On, on, on the small screen. Uh, yeah, so um, pretty much anything that Netflix touches in regards to Marvel. Um, which is Iron Fist Ryan. is supposed to be coming out. And the Defenders. And the Defenders. Those are the two confirmed. There's been noises about doing an ep- a second season of Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and a third episode, so da- uh, third episode season of Daredevil. <laughs> I would be... I, third episode? Wow. Yeah, I know. The Punisher Exciting. is getting a series. Um, yeah, they're, they're be doing one for the Punisher, which um, actually, I, and I'm looking forward to all of this. Oh, yeah, me too. Now, actually, on regular TV, of course, we still have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, there is an Inhuman series in the works. Um, Maybe. Oh uh, no! It's it's happening. They, instead of the movie, they're doing the series. Oh, okay. And then um, there is one being done for Cloak and Dagger. It's called currently it's called Shadows, which um, could be cool. I like Cloak and Dagger. They're a fun. And FX is doing Legion about Xavier's mm-hmm. psycho son. Right. Oh, um, him. And yeah. Then, so yeah, um, and they are posting some pretty good. Pretty good budgets for these things. Mm-hmm. Now the the it's uh, because you can finally make money at them. Well, yeah, because you know geeks superhero cool. stuff is awesome now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and geeks have such a large portion of the market share, and they're yeah. letting geeks actually make this shit. Yes, and I think that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest thing is is geeks have grown up and they're going, oh yeah, I've got it. I've got a film degree. And a great, <laughs> yeah, a great example know? is Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, man. Garrett. What was the guy's name? Uh, Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. By the way, uh, if it's still airing, by the time uh, if it's still screening, what when uh, when this this episode comes out, there's always second Rogue, run theaters. Go see Rogue One again. There isn't one in Springfield anymore. Yeah, well, yeah. this um, pisses me off. What the hell, Palace? Going <laughs> <laughs> mainstream, anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the only reason I ever went to the Palace was because it was a second run theater. Yeah. If I was gonna go to a first run theater, I'm gonna go to a good one. <laughs> so. But yeah, we got um, so in television, we've got and evidently the 
Agents of Shield still has its second half of its season coming up. Yeah, and it's it's getting uh, not that I've always, I've loved Shield since the beginning, but it's getting better. Yeah. Uh, Agents of Shield l- likes to do that. It likes to have a really underwhelming first half of the se- of its season Some and then pick yeah, up. Yeah, but good Some Ghost Rider. But it, without really going into spoiler territory, the name of this season, after Ghost Rider, the rest of the season, has a subtitle LMD. For Life Model Decoy. Nice. <clears throat> That'll be fun. Um, other things I'm looking forward to... Um, so... Um, Twin Peaks uh, is getting uh, revisited. Ah, uh, yes, that's correct. And Twin Peaks is just... How the hell do you describe Twin Peaks to someone who hasn't seen Twin Peaks? I think you really just gotta say, go watch Twin Peaks because it's only two seasons. Yeah, I mean, ostensibly, <laughs> it's, on ostensibly it's, a, it's on Netflix? Yeah. I haven't gotten around Holy to watching hell, it. No, I didn't realize it was on Netflix. I need to rewatch that shit yeah. because they're having another one. Yeah. Okay, T- Twin Peaks. It's like- ostensibly a murder mystery. With the X-Files. Yeah, but it's also fucking surreal because David Lynch. Yeah. Oh, David, Duchovny really is in, David Duchovny is in Twin Peaks as a cross-dressing yeah. FBI agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking about the director, David Lynch. Yeah, I know, but David Duchovny okay. is also yeah. in... Okay, fair, fair enough. Multiple Davids. But yeah, Twin Peaks uh, is happening, uh, supposed to be happening this year, and also I'm really, really looking forward to the Stars miniseries for American Gods. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Which, oh my god, if you, if you have followed the casting choices alone on that shit, um, the guy they got to play Mr. Wednesday is the same guy who runs uh, the Continental in John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, John Wick 2 is coming. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he is just, like, perfect casting for Mr. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, those are really the main three things I'm looking forward to because I don't have a television. Um, other than that, I'm sure there will be some comedy specials that I watch, um, and there'll be some things I watch on, you know, on on. Um, uh, I, I of course, the CW has the CW has renewed all, all the superhero shows. Yeah. Yeah. CW Seed uh, is a re- actually a really good streaming service. They also yeah. have all of Whose Line Is It Anyway? I, yes. I discovered. So oh, that's cool. That's what I've been marathoning in my off time is. I'm up to like season four of Drew Carey. Whose line is it anyway? <laughs> uh, and it's still that, goddamn funny. The fact that the CW renewed all their shows has me um, looking forward to the next season of Arrow for kind of a weird reason. I really want to see what they're going to do without all the flashbacks. Right, because he was only right. spent five years on the island. Oh, is he out of flashback territory now? If if I took him long enough. Good God, they're about to finish the or, or they're about to start the second half of the fifth season, and when it's done, they should be completely caught up. So they, they should, should be out of. Assuming and now he's going to start flashing back to season one. Him and some Inception shit. It's like I'm flashing back of myself well, having yeah, a flashback. Because they've, yeah, they've been because they have been doing you know. Flashback to year one of the island, you know, in, in season one. Flashback to year two in season two. Flashback yeah. to year three. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, what are you gonna do? You know, um, actually you know, tell a complete story without having to rely on flashbacks is a which, crutch. Well, which imagine they've that. proven they can. There have been episodes that had no flashback. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if, if the flash reminisces, is it a flashback? <laughs> <laughs> no. Deep thoughts by Jack Handy. Um, 
another one of the CW, um, specifically a certain episode coming up of Legends of Tomorrow, where they have to go back in time and convince George Lucas to make Star Wars. Yeah. There should also be an episode where they go back in time and convince him to not make the prequels. But that would alter history. Well, right? yeah, that's They're having to go back in time to unalter history. What if, what yeah, if yeah, it goes against the mission, blah, blah, blah. But what if the prequels not being made didn't make people like Gareth Edwards decide, I should do it because I could do it better? And then Lucas ends up making Rogue One instead. I guess there could be, there could be, there could, well, there could be a case. That's why you don't fuck with the timeline. That's a rabbit hole. We should yeah. not go down. Well, this I was going to say, this is why you, don't mess with the timeline. you could also make the case that then Disney never gets stewardship of the license, and the license uh, yeah. just naturally dies out much earlier right. than other ones. Right. Anyway, rabbit uh, holes. Yeah. Um, also, things that I plan on looking at this year, even though they technically were out last year, um, Man in the High Castle. Um, yeah, because it's got a new season. It has a new season, and I um, I was completely unaware of Man in the High Castle until um, I went and saw, I think actually I went and saw Rogue One. I was there early. Uh, they were doing just like a pre-roll, yeah. and they did, uh, and they were talking about Man in the High Castle. I was like, holy shit, this looks amazing! Yeah. And I watched like one episode when I uh, later because I that was how much time I had. And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing! <laughs> uh, and I plan on actually finally watching it. So for those who aren't aware, the elevator pitch is Philip K. Dick novel gets the series treatment, and it's an alternate history. Where the Nazis takes place, won. Yeah, it takes place in the 1960s where the Axis powers uh, were victorious and America is like split up into these yeah, different Japanese, yeah. areas, like uh, Japanese yeah. and German or whatever. And it looks really cool, but it also isn't there also some like parallel universe shit going on in it? Apparently. I heard some rumors about that in interviews. The previews make it look like there's some parallel shit going on in it. I don't well, know. Philip K. Dick novels equal because weird. Philip so, K. Dick, yeah. yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. And, and Philip K. digging around with his audience. Ah, uh, there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Philip K. Dick mostly did short stories. Yeah. So very speculative. So, mm-hmm. so but not, he, not not that I'm mad about Philip Philip K. Dick. He wrote some of my favorite short stories. So. Right. I just remembered. When, I don't know if I'm necessarily hopeful for it. I think I'm just hoping it doesn't suck. And I think it's sci-fi doing it. That TV show called Krypton. That's supposed to be about Jor-El's oh, yeah. father. It's supposed to lead up to, I guess, what... I'm sorry, but all this extended family of superheroes thing, I just don't care enough. I I cannot work up the enthusiasm to go that deep into this, like, temporary stuff. Depending on how they do Krypton itself, the planet will decide whether I... Because if they they stick with the old um, Richard Donner, where it's all just one big ice ball... I don't care, but if it's yeah. the Man of Steel version of Krypton, I might right. actually be interested. I maintain yeah. my I don't have a television ser- service and therefore do not care. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's... there, And, you know, I'm also, of course, give, you know, given that I kind of work on the fringe of the entertainment industry, I'm looking forward to seeing what we see in the future of, of entertainment. You know? Yeah. Um, and next year, I mean, with with all these, with with the success of Netflix and all these streaming services and things like that, you know, are we going to see new version, a new version of cable TV? Well, I think what's interesting is that we live in a kind of a like a uh, a faux. I don't know how to describe. It, maybe like a, a faux, a quasi Kickstarter thing going on, mm-hmm. where it's like people aren't directly giving their money to fund these series. But there's a lot more direct like demand that is going into determining what series are being made through streaming services like Netflix and Amazon and so on. Yeah, Amaretto and Chai Tea was a good idea. <laughs> Sorry, there's, there's actually talks. Speaking of future of how we watch things, 
there's talks of uh, movies being available to watch on demand at home within two weeks of release in theater. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That just a random thought um, that ties into that. I there's this. Uh, I've I've been watching some uh, Screen Junkies YouTube videos lately. Uh, great channel, by the way. People should check it out. They're big movie fans. Um, we like to pimp other channels, and no one pimps us. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me sad. <laughs> I'm gonna start. So you're wanting to be a prostitute? You're saying okay. Uh, anyway, um, they they mentioned this movie that's supposed to be really good called Manchester by the Sea. And it is actually I didn't realize this was an Amazon movie, but yeah, apparently it's just like one of the most amazing, like dramatic, good performance. Ty- has Casey Affleck in it, who apparently gives mm. like a career defining performance. Mm. I don't know a whole lot about it, but it's you know supposed to be like a really good quality dramatic movie. And it just kind of I, I was blown away by the fact that it was an Amazon movie. I thought that right. was just like some well, major. Amazon and in, in a way, movies. it is because Amazon is so ubiquitous now. Right. Yeah. Well, Amazon is publishing now, and you know, making movies. And Grand think, Tour, I also am looking forward to, to finally getting it, getting to start. I liked Top Gear, which is weird because I don't seem like the sort of person who would like to watch a show about people driving fast cars. <laughs> We're writers; we need to learn these things. But it was, but it, Top Gear was actually very enjoyable, and oh, yeah. part of the reason for that was the banter between Clarkson and the other two people whose names I can't remember. Yeah, well, and and it was. Yeah, very British too, which is always fun. Yeah, I can watch anything in a British accent, you know. Except you don't like Monty Python. Or who was no, who was it at this table that doesn't like Monty Python? Tongue. Okay, sorry, no, it was Wookie that doesn't like Monty Python. I, I had Holy Grail and some of the skits I've seen in Flying yeah, Circus. I, well, yeah, Flying Circus, some was, of it was good, some of it was. That's like, a, a, a pretty broad category. Just say Monty Python. Yeah, right. they did a but, lot of stuff. Yeah, but. Um, I, think no, I, I knew it was one, someone at this table was very eh on Monty Python. Oh, it was you. No, it was Wookie. No. I'm sorry. No. I'm an SCA, I'm an SCA uh, you know, player from way back. Monty Python and the Holy Grail is required is required watching and required laughing. Otherwise, you are I love the Holy Grail. Yeah. Holy Grail is kind of just required watching for people of my generation. Culture. Yeah. I have a Monopoly game called Pythonopoly. It's for the Holy Grail. No. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll talk to you a second time. <laughs> of course I'm French. What do you think I got this up? Rage's accent. What I thought was great about it was also um, it was set in Normandy. Um, in uh, 928, so, you know, about a hundred years before the French actually invaded. Right. <laughs> you know, history, but... Um, so much, yeah. so many uh, stealth jokes. Right. But what we, you know, uh, 1066 is a good year if you're French. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, the, the thing is, is we are seeing, I think, the democratization of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw it with Amazon bringing independent, uh, independent authors... <clears throat> to the forefront. Without Amazon, we would not have, um, without the internet, we would not have things like The Martian. You know, yeah. multiple million dollar movie, big blockbuster. You had Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. I can't say his name right. I saw that movie once. And, you know, and he has to science the shit out of this. Well, that was in a self published book. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. and without that platform, you know, we would we would not be getting so much, and I think that's why entertainment has exploded. You know, and I'm looking forward to seeing that this year. Yeah, oh yeah, Patrick Rothfuss's books are being made into movies and TV series. Oh man, that's with uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, is that his name? Yeah, Lin Manuel yeah. Miranda, the the current 
the current super hot stuff on on Broadway, aka yeah. the which, Hamilton guy. Which I mean, <laughs> to be fair, um, it's freaking great. Yeah. Um, yeah. He did the music for the Moana the too. Ah, and really uh, actually, and, and uh, this is something actually recently, uh, West Side Story has gotten a revival on uh, on Broadway recently. Um, and they actually tapped Lin Manuel Miranda actually before Hamilton uh, was was even like this mm-hmm. giant phenomenal thing to uh, to help to uh, actually like adapt some of the lyrics in the sharks in the sharks' songs into actual Spanish. Awesome, <laughs> um, and it's really great. So like, it makes them feel more like an actual like. Uh, like a, like you know actual Hispanic immigrants, right? Which is so, damn cool, right? So we've gone from the small screen to the, the theater. The theater. So let's go to theater. Let's go to movies. Movies. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, um, I think we I think we've exhausted everything that's going to be on. Yeah, on small screen. Theaters. We don't really have much. Yeah. Um, theater. Oh, yeah, and the obligatory you know conclusion of Game of Thrones. You know. Oh yeah, that'll yeah. happen. That, well, that's a thing. We won't get the conclusion this year, but the Uh-oh. next season. There's still another season after. So they're going to stretch it out, but whatever. Yeah, it's going to be eight seasons total. Okay, so anyhow, movies. Um, God, that's a list. Where do we start? Um, We'll start with the ones that I think that we that I think that we can all agree on. Star Wars. Triple X. Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to get to that one, Ben. You're not not letting me bury the lead. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, So. yeah, Star Wars. Um, yeah, actually, I'm I'm very I'm I'm not not looking forward to Star Wars, but I'm also not like yeah. Well, it's hard Star to be excited Wars. when you don't know anything about it. I yeah. I can't. Ever since the Force Awakens, I just can't get work. I just can't get excited about Star Wars releases anymore, like pre-release. I can get excited after the fact, but. I was I, I got super excited about the Force Awakens. I'm like, yes, they're gonna make another Star Wars movie, and and Lucas isn't at the helm. It's gonna be good. It was okay. It wasn't bad. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but my my thing is, I've been I've been crushed so many times, yeah. um, by Star Wars expectations because I was. I was so much into Star Wars when the prequels came out. Right. And I mean, if you're if you're so taking a score card, uh, you're, you're taking a scorecard and you're grading it on paper. Yes, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. If you just quantify, if you just at least, well, for me, just mm-hmm. having the experience of watching the movie, I felt like a kid again, and it was amazing. Yeah, I yeah. did too. Now and you know, I maybe if I watched it a few more times, I'd be more critical. I don't do whatever. stuff like this. I teared up watching Force Awakens. Yeah. There's some there's some emotional bits and then of course you know you have a lifetime of nostalgia memories going on so yeah, yeah it's more apt to happen yeah and I, it was a little bit member Barry that I will grant yeah, you that yeah yeah and I you know I want to hear Mark Hamill actually speak lines yeah it'd be nice yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be great. I, that that part of easiest money to. ever made I yeah. am looking forward to that bit by the way the yeah. irony of a guy who makes a lot of his living doing voice work I gotta yes. say the irony <laughs> is strong with this one yes. he shows yes. up does a dramatic hood reveal roll credits You're doesn't right. say a fucking word yeah you know the takes off his hood and looks old. That's all he does. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's in the screenplay. Like, it's like, looks old. <laughs> looks grizzled. Looks grizzled. Yeah. Something a lot of people don't remember about the prequels is when episode one came out, the majority of people loved it. And then I liked time, it too. People grew honest. up, analyzed it more, and realized that it sucked. sucked. Um, well, what's funny is, look at the Rotten Tomatoes for those things, man. Yeah. Like... Well, they're wrong a lot of times. They're all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyhow, so, well, we're, so yeah, we're looking at Star Wars. Off track. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, 
Other things we're looking any forward Marvel to. Any Marvel movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Pretty much any Marvel movie. Yeah, Thor, Marvel, Spider-Man. Thor, Spider-Man, Homecoming. I, yeah, really looking forward to that one. Yeah. Um, I have to say, if I had... Guardians 2. Oh, gosh, you know what? Oh, my God. Guardians yeah. was such a... What was... I liked Guardians of the Galaxy so much because... Um, because it because uh, you have I, a soul. Well, I find yeah. I find that with <laughs> that with the Marvel movies actually like the more obscure characters tend to have a, tend to have even better movies than, than like the main like everybody yeah. knows Captain America and yeah. Iron yeah. Man and and we'll tell lesser extent Thor and well, yeah we're, we're just gonna tell those stories they have so much more flexibility yeah, yeah but like. Guardians, not many Ant-Man. people know Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant Man or Doctor Strange, and those movies were great. Yeah, yeah and I think that's the thing is what we have learned is to ignore the that voice in Hollywood that says, "Oh, you can't tell a deep story with a superhero movie." No, but yeah, they fucking they went back yeah. to like, okay, so it's a heist movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or Ant Man you know. was a heist movie and it was great. <laughs> it was, the trick yeah. is, the trick is part, to part of the reason vision. some heroes hadn't been done yet also is they're afraid of hiding the actor's face, and they got over that finally. <coughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think Urban uh, broke that broke that curse yeah. with dread. You know. Uh, well, well, because that that was I mean, that well, was maybe, dread, maybe yeah. like five dollars, but. <laughs> No, actually, Ryan Reynolds. No, Dread made, Dread made a fair bit, fair bit of movie, but no. Yeah. Uh, honestly, they they stopped being afraid of that after Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Because you know, yeah, they would occasionally cut to just his face, you know, in front of right. a green screen. But um, <laughs> he spent a lot of time though in the armor. Yeah, yeah. His face covered, and yeah. you know Tom what? McGuire and Spider Man took yeah. his mask off every ten it, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. that was gratuitous. Yeah. Right, and, and especially Spider Man. Although Spider Man Two was so was was still so good. It was the best uh, yeah. of those three, definitely. Right. Uh, well, see, and that's the thing I think is that that uh, Robert Downey Jr. taught Hollywood that you can do enough with the voice. That mm-hmm. you know, because it was um, not, not even just the voice. I mean, having Black Sabbath playing over a PA system. Yeah, I mean, know was coming. It was like, oh, it's yeah, fucking Tony Stark. Man, I wish we had been recording our Marvel superhero games. <laughs> I mean, I would have had. I wouldn't have been able to play it. Like the last bit, I wouldn't have been able to play because I was running black. I was running uh, not Black Sabbath, but I was running uh, ACDC. Just songs in the background for the entire fight <laughs> because I knew that Iron Man was coming eventually. Uh, <laughs> but so yeah, I mean, and they, uh-huh. they. But then you know they they learn that, and thus we see a lot less of the mask off in uh-huh. the, in the, uh, in the second, next <laughs> yeah. set of Spider Man, and then in, I think Amazing Spider Man, by the way, one and two were both were both severely underrated. Movies. I love them. Yeah, I think they I were think both they... really, really good movies. Mm-hmm. And I thought Art Andrew Garfield was a really good Spider-Man. He was. Yeah. Despite that, though, I still think that Homecoming will be the best Spider-Man. I think oh, Homecoming's yeah. going to be great, but I actually really liked to... Andrew Garfield. Now, Spider-Man 2 had the problem of trying to see 12,000 sequels. There's that was three. stupid. Or... Amazing, amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man amazing too. too. They were yeah. trying to also. Well, yeah. I didn't even bother seeing it. It got panned so badly. Yeah. It was not bad. I thought the first one was was better than I thought it would be. And yeah. I think Andrew Garfield is a competent Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. But I really liked him as Spider-Man because mostly they got the banter right. Well, I think mainly yeah. it wasn't so. Oh much no, no! You've discovered my one true weakness: small, small knives. knives. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it wasn't so much his performance as it was the. Like, that was the writing, but still. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, yeah, but I was going to say the things that 
bugged me about it wasn't so much his performance as it was like the portrayal of the character. It was like Peter Parker's kind of cool now all of a sudden. He's kind of like an emo-ish kid and he's like skateboarding and he's, you know, like he doesn't look that nerdy and he's like, you know, well, I, I don't know. It's modernized. The Peter Parker that most people have in their mind for traditional Peter Parker it was back in like 70s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah, okay, but by 21st been... century standards he still doesn't look like a nerd. Right, well, which I think it's. I'm not saying it looks like it has to look like part, it's the '60s. Right, and what we've seen from Homecoming is he is that geek, he is that you know that tech. See, guy. that just proves my point is that you can have it both ways. You yeah. can have him be nerdy, but it can also be modernized. Right, yeah. that but, is the best of both worlds, and I think we're all yeah. in agreement that Tom Holland best. Yeah, Tom Parker's Holland. Man. Tom Holland's yeah, done a fantastic. You guys job. aren't the real Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> He's okay, still guys, have you seen that really old movie, The Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> yeah, the real size. Yeah, I mean that's, that's. Yeah, he is a kid again, and I love that about it. I'm, yeah. so, I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah, because they they made him a kid, and Michael Keaton as the Vulture. God, yeah, that's gonna be crazy. Michael, I think that's inspired casting. Michael Keaton's just a good actor who, who really ought to be in more things. Yeah. Which, um, by the way, can we just take a moment to acknowledge how weird it is that he was known for Birdman and now he's the Vulture? Yeah. 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 Like, uh, <laughs> but, but he was also Michael Keaton also ushered in the era of the good hero movie with Batman. Batman. Yeah. yeah. You know. The original he, Batman. He did a Holy good job of yeah, Bruce Wayne. He did. <laughs> you know. And he was smart and didn't continue <clears> when Burton left. Right, that's why that's why well, I got out. And, Batman um, Two was okay, the one with uh, yeah, that was still no, that was, that was still Burton. You're right, yeah, forever uh, was supposed to. I actually, still I actually preferred Batman Returns. David, I kind of liked Batman. I liked the weirdness of it. I I, 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 I did it for what it was. Yeah, I did actually kind of like Batman Forever. Um, Batman and Robin can go straight to hell though. <laughs> Batman yeah. Forever. I was just telling Tiffany this the other day. Batman Forever, out of all those movies, had one moment that was just pure Batman without the Batman suit. And it was just after um, Dick had saved Bruce. And they're in the Batcave. Alfred's patching up Bruce. And he's like, I need a name. Like, Batboy, Nightwing, what do you think? He's like, you're going to go to college. And he's like, you know, wherever you go, I'm, I'm going to be right there beside you. I mean, how are you going to stop me? And he just stands up. And Kilmer just perfectly, I could stop you. Like, like he's going to just fucking kill him or something. Yeah. yeah. It was like a perfect Batman line from Bruce Wayne, and it was completely believable. Yeah, you almost see the mask material. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't stop and, you. Well, there, there's another, there was another moment in there that, to me, was all Batman. And that was when he was going to see the, the therapist, and he hears the noise. Yeah. And just, you know, <laughs> smashes the, the door, smashes the door in, ready to, you know, kick ass. And he's suddenly off guard when he's realizing, oh, oh. this is not what he yeah. And It's all awkward. Yeah, I mean, it's like, because Batman, for all he is Batman, fucking no social skills. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, but... Uh, that's, that's why Bruce Wayne falls asleep in, in board games. Right. Um, <laughs> although, but, actually, uh, I, I, that was why I liked Kevin Conroy's Batman so much, because he was actually kind of suave and, like... Yeah. You you totally got the yeah I, I'm a I'm a billionaire. He, he yeah. had a bit of a James Bond it. vibe yeah. going on there. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, Kevin Conroy still my favorite Batman. He, he, he invented did a lot of that. two different voices. For yeah. Right. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did it right. That, that are, yeah, that time with him and Superman. So we can we can dovetail the DC stuff back into some of these movies. Yeah. There's yeah. Wonder Woman. Wonder I am Woman. really looking forward to Wonder Woman. Me I'm too. I am excited about incredibly that, worried about Justice League. I am taking a wait and see approach with Justice considering League. Considering who's in charge of it, I have a lot more faith in Justice League than I did 
before. I'm pretty yeah. much neutral on Justice but, League. I'm not really worried. I'm not really excited Justice either. I'm just League like, eh, we'll see what happens. From. Yeah. yeah, I think it's got a lot of it's got it's carrying a lot of baggage in it. It's yeah, specifically so Batman v Superman and Suicide yeah. Squad. Right. Yeah. So far, the trailer <laughs> shows that they're fixing their mistakes. Like it's gonna have more humor, mm. but it's gonna still fit the characters. Yeah. Yeah. You say like, that like you explains the yeah. it's a total stranger sitting in my second favorite chart. Yeah. Cyborg telling Batman, I thought you weren't real. It's like, I'm, I'm, real, real, when I'm real when it's useful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh... But, yeah. My friend we, Kevin will still not, not hear that, that Batman v Superman is not the, be- the best superhero movie ever made. He, he, like... I will never say that, but I still absolutely love it. I think it was it's okay. It's okay to be wrong. It was a good movie. Um, um, but he, he keeps arguing it's the best, and I'm like... No, I'm pretty sure that was Ant Man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and I am so looking forward to one on. Or maybe, uh, or maybe, um, or maybe the first Captain America, the the first yeah. Avenger, the one set in World War Two. Yeah, so that's uh, why. That's why I'm kind of looking forward to the one wound because it's World War One yeah, era thing. Yeah, they and, and, and I, I, I really like the casting of Gal Gadot as mm-hmm. as Wonder Woman. Yeah, she 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 carries that so perfectly. Yeah, because there there's that. There is that whole, you know, is it Gal Gadot or Gail? I can't remember. Yeah, it's Gal. Gal. Or the hair back, and she, you can still see it. But when that hair comes out, you know, and, and yeah, that's like, oh my god, it's fucking Wonder Woman. You know? All the footage they show for it looks amazing. Yeah. Even yeah. even some of the more humorous moments, like you see her in a full dress. How are you expected to fight in this? And she suddenly kicks her leg up for like, I yeah, you know, no, this dress shop. Yeah, let me, let me no say this to, con- to contrast those movies on what we've seen so far, the trailers and teasers mm-hmm. and such. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure Justice League would probably be at least okay, yeah. but. Um, I feel like the humor is so much more natural in Wonder Woman, whereas yeah. in Justice League, they're like, hey, we got jokes. See, we're not all grimdark, and they're trying really we got hard. The Flash now. They're, See, it's all better. They're trying really hard to lighten things See, up, whereas no, Wonder Woman, it just kind of naturally the flows from Justice the characters. League, it doesn't look like they're forcing it. No, because, you know, because you Well, I mean, the got... talk to fish line, really, guys? Yeah. That's actually something that I could see Batman saying when he, if he's trying to lighten the mood. Or he's trying to. Oh, no, no, he's not exactly a. Uh, Jokester. He's not no, exactly he's a lighthearted not, which guy. Which is why that's a bad. Which is why a bad line like that works. Yeah. yeah. And I will go see yeah. Justice League. Yeah. I will. I, I. I. I will kind of be like, yeah, I'll go see Justice League, and I'll go it and see it. Optimistically cautious. And yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm. I'm. I'm actually more on the pessimistically cautious. I went right. and saw. I. I was yeah. optimistically cautious on on Suicide Squad, and I was disappointed. I am very optimistic um, for Wonder Woman. I th- every what they're doing with Wonder Woman looks like it's really good. Yeah, and there's good chemistry between uh, Chris Pine and Gal. Oh yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. And the thing is, is that with with the the footage we've seen from Justice League, there's good chemistry between um, between Affleck and the guy playing Flash. Yeah, um, Ezra Miller. There, yeah, and, Ezra Miller. Yeah, and there is one other thing I'm really looking forward to in Justice League. They're just because you know he's hot, uh, Jason Momoa. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> gay, but he's one of the guys I'd go gay for. I would have Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aquaman, Aquaman looks really badass. Yeah, yeah they, they made an Aquaman look like a total badass, yeah. which he should. Yeah, Aquaman is badass. Yeah, Justice Friends was not fair to Aquaman <laughs> at all. In, yeah. in a word, smoldering. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean that's the thing. It's just. They make Justin Momoa look like a fucking glacier. 
you yeah. know. Well, it helps that he's actually, you know, it is known. Polynesian. <laughs> yeah. It is known. When's yeah. his movie coming? Is it 18? Uh, yeah, 2018. Aquaman's getting a movie, too? Yes. yes. Oh, They've excellent. already announced um, Orm. By the way, this is... Ocean Master. I just want to point out how surreal it is that an Aquaman movie is coming out that soon because I remember watching... Uh, I know I'm probably shaming myself by saying this, but uh, an episode of Entourage where they have the fictionalized Aquaman oh, yeah. movie. There was nothing wrong with Entourage. Why would you be shaming yourself by saying that? I don't Entourage know. was funny. It, it, was a, it, it went downhill at the end. Yes, it did. And then it apparently got a crappy movie that I never bothered to see because everyone thought it was crap. Yeah. So was, I guess that's why. I liked the show at the time. Entourage was just... Well, yeah, it, it just kind of peered there's, out. There's no, reason, there's no reason to feel shame for having liked what was a good show. I think and part of it, too, like, is... I it's, like saying I liked, it's like saying I really liked Arrested Development before Netflix got a hold of it. Yeah. At, at which point, at well, Netflix... At, at which point, Netflix's Arrested Development is... Okay. Yeah. So every series has its ups and downs. <coughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Smallville <laughs> will always be one of my favorite series, but they did have a couple seasons where I questioned watching it. Yeah. Right. But I'm glad I stuck through it. <laughs> to get to get back to things though. Yeah, we um, should fire some off. Super looking forward to um to Logan. Yes. Yeah. That'll be oh interesting. God, I I've always liked uh old man Logan storylines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're really doing a great job with, you know, how, like, yeah, he still soup has kind of super healing. Yeah. So, like, you know, when he cuts himself with his thin old man skin, he bleeds for a little bit. Yeah. His hands are shaking because yeah. he's, you know, 500 years old. Right. <laughs> um, and... Spoiler alert. And old man Logan is old. Old, yeah. yeah. And we're um, finally getting X-23 on the big screen. Yeah. Is, that, it, is, it, is it confirmed? Is X- there's no way. X- there's no way it's not. Yeah, because X-23 is always uh, connected with old man Logan stories. Um, there's one thing in the trailer where you see him on the ground with his claws out and another pair of claws are coming down at him. Then, yeah, probably it's yeah. X-23. And um, Xavier says she's just like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really looking forward to Kingsman 2. Um, yes. And oh my god! <laughs> because Kingsman: The Secret Service was a, was a real actual like sleeper hit for me. I like I didn't see it in theaters. I think a friend of mine bought it on DVD and said, "Hey, you should come over and watch this movie." Yeah. I remember seeing trailers for it and was like, "Hi, I should check that out," and then forgetting about it. <laughs> um, I still haven't gotten around to seeing it, but I, I keep hearing really good things. I'm definitely gonna see it one of these days. Man, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have another movie night. At yeah, some I have point. to add that to the list. Yeah, it's it's totally <laughs> different as far as the tone, but I think it's up there with John Wick on how amazing it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm looking forward to my birthday present. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> John Wick Chapter Two, which yes. comes out on February tenth. February tenth, so the day after your birthday. But here's the thing: we're gonna go to the midnight release on the ninth. Uh-huh. Because oh, really because yeah, you know the midnight release. <laughs> well, let them have this one. The midnight release at seven in the evening. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Speaking of, it's not not theater, but Doctor Strange will be out on video on February twenty eighth. Oh man, a lot of good things happen for my birthday. But yeah, John Wick two. <laughs> right. Man, I am looking forward to John Wick two so much. But you're tired. No, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I, I'm, I'm have you forward. seen the new trailer for it yet? By yeah, the way, new yeah. trailer is great. There's a second trailer out. I've looked that up. Um, now I'm looking forward to Luke Besson's new film, Valerian and the Thousand Cities. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think about that. 
It's Luke Besson. I mean, I don't listen to fan outcries most of the time. I see a lot of them bitching about the way the characters look. I'm like, so what? Well, <laughs> bear in mind, you're going to be you're going to run across some fanboy rage, right? Uh, because it's based everything. on a it's based on a French comic book. A uh, French uh, comic book. Okay, I know it's some kind of book. Yeah, it was, it was based. It on looks a interesting. Yeah. Now I just picture them like in dark clothing, like smoking a, a long cigarette, like while they're typing away, like oh, such garbage. This is shit. There's like a baguette in the corner. By the way, I should point out <laughs> we're great. What, what I was talking about there for uh, for Mr. Wednesday, uh, the actor's name is uh, is Ian McShane. Ian McShane, yes. who is just like just perfect goddamn casting. He was personally also Tai Long in Kung Fu Panda. I feel like we've said this on an episode before. Probably. Probably. Uh, it all comes back to random voice work. I think I also yeah. mentioned that he was in Game of Thrones recently. Yeah, he was. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for that. It, it, basically, if you're wanting something to compare it to, think Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, okay, so before well, we... Well, wasn't uh, that also a Luc Besson film? That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the point. <laughs> if it's anything like Fifth Element, I'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. Before we before we uh, run out of time here, I think we need to take a moment to acknowledge that Triple uh, X three Triple X return of the damage they we did. Had buried, we had buried the lead there. All of us had sheepishly <laughs> before this we were we were comparing notes and all of us were um and we, we were all going over our lists and every one of us managed to mention and sheepishly oh yeah and, and I'm also really looking forward to triple X. And it's like so am I holy crap we're gonna get more done again. Yeah. <sighs> Wait shit, he's in that? God damn that's gonna be great. Your brain is exploding part of Xander's new team. Oh, oh. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. he makes good bad guys too. I know. I, just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I love when characters, when actors that I love play good guys. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yes, fuse your powers for good. Uh, that's gotta be the, yeah. the textbook definition of a popcorn flick. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I am not. Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage, I will not ever refer to as a film. It's a movie. Yes, it is a movie. It's pure, you know, okay, now as a writer, a lot of times there's, you know, speculative fiction, you know, fiction that makes a difference, and then there's what we call pew-pew. I kind of of feel like, Triple X feels like, if you're 12 years old, and you're like, making up fictional accounts of your own badass, or like, I'm going to be a secret agent, I'm going to do this and that, that's what Triple X is. I'm going to, I'm going to jump, jump off, I'm going to jump off a dirt ramp on a motorcycle in the Amazon rainforest. So I'm gonna land on the river, and my motorcycle's gonna turn into a jet ski. <laughs> now I also have a beautiful woman on each arm while I'm firing automatic weapons with each hand. While I'm wearing sun, a... sunlight is <laughs> doing a J.J. Abrams lens flare. While I'm wearing a fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have to have the fur coat. It is essential. Over oh. a bare chest. Uh, <laughs> oh, the things I'm gonna do for my country. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Of course, my other favorite line is, "I want all that in there." (laughs) That's what she said. It was not, and it wasn't. It wasn't a good movie. It was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. Yeah. It was, and it was Vin Diesel getting to be Vin Diesel. Yeah. Right. You know, with with you know, it was just a Corvette. (laughs) (laughs) You know, total badass. You shoot him with his like, what the hell? (laughs) You know, and. But yeah. you know, and then you he saw his decently. Yeah. yeah. Well, if they're also doing another Fast and Furious movie that like Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, which I, I think I've already predicted the entire twist, uh, all of the twists after having watched 
the trailer, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of sad, but I think it'll be fun. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and it's, it is, it's Vin Diesel and Dwayne the Rock Johnson yeah. talking each other. Dwayne yeah. Johnson getting to do things. Yeah, because... <laughs> yeah, Dwayne Johnson is the only man who can make The Rock look like a pussy. Speaking of what... <laughs> you know, make Vin Diesel look like a pussy? No, The Rock. Oh. He, okay. oh, Dwayne oh, Johnson... Johnson. Also, that was a very deep cut there. Yeah, that yeah. Was. <laughs> he, There was a point where he was, you know, he was big... And then he suddenly just hulked up yeah. uh, for when he was just like, holy crap, he just made himself look like a piss you know? <laughs> He's like, no, I actually wasn't The Rock all these years. I ate The Rock. <laughs> right, exactly. So yeah, I can, smell, I can I... smell The Rock cooking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cause, uh, yeah, because Dwayne Johnson ate the rock. You know, speaking of which, like, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in Jumanji. Jumanji. That's a yeah, thing. I had. I didn't. I, heart. I completely missed this. I think <laughs> yeah. it could be interesting. Although I was completely unaware. Yeah. Although it's, it's, Kevin Hart. Um, did anybody see National Intelligence? Because yeah. it looked really Central, funny. Central Intelligence. Central Intelligence. Yeah. It's hilarious. It looked really funny. I meant to see the it. Rock and is I just brilliant. missed it. Yeah, because yeah. Dwayne Johnson does have some good comedic chops. I yeah, mean, he does. He's, he's a fun... <laughs> and he's willing to make fun of himself. Yeah. I like that's him in the, pain That's and the game. real trick. Yeah. Pain and, and game. That, that yeah. he's, he's got... He's secure enough in his own, you know, awesomeness. His own, he's in his awesomeness. own bad attitude. Yeah. He's not a Baywatch movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even Mike Tyson took a long time yeah. to learn how to make fun of himself. Yeah. Jumanji is The Rock, Kevin Hart, and I believe Jack... Is Jack Black in it? I don't know. God, he I think that could be really interesting <laughs> and weird. Jack Black playing off of Kevin, uh, off of, off of Kevin Hart and Dick and Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so are we? Are we good on movies? Uh, Did I just have anything? A couple that more that I'm really looking stuff. forward Go to, for uh, like Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, the live action Beauty and the Beast. That yeah. that would be good. Yeah, they actually yeah. released a short clip of Emma Watson singing one of the songs. That's actually. In the movie and from the original movie, and she <laughs> sounds just like Belle did back then. Now, are you talking about the original uh, Cocteau movie or the Disney? Because movie. Um, the yeah. one that they're basing her look on. Yeah, I was gonna say because the Cocteau film was a silent movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, different. Uh, technically correct, man. The strikes again. <laughs> that was the original Beauty and the Beast movie. The original, original Disney, Disney version. Yes, but she sounded just like that Belle. And the song, like the tempo or something, is a little bit different, but that's fine. It still sounds great. Cool. I mean, it's the same people who did the music for the original Disney one are doing the music now. Just uh, don't make the music live like they did for Les Mis, and we'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I got uh, Kong Skull Island, and I think yes. that's March. Skull Island, yeah. Mm. I, I enjoyed Godzilla, so I'm looking forward to that because apparently they're going to like exist within the same universe, and that could oh, set, potentially set yeah. the stage for a Kong, King Kong Godzilla crossover movie. Like they so did back cool. in a long time ago? or Back when it was black and white? Yeah. 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 <laughs> back when the monster well, Hopefully movie we'll actually be. get to see more of Kong than we saw in Godzilla. Right. That would be nice. Yeah. But hey, oh, that Godzilla movie wasn't bad. It was, it was and the stuff movie. that involved Godzilla was great. Yeah. yeah, I like flipped out, like geeked out when I as soon as I saw the little energy going up his tail, I'm like he's gonna do fire breath. <laughs> I remember, I remember watching the trailer, uh, like the initial te- teaser trailer, mm-hmm. and um, I was with some friends. I was it say was it one of the Hobbit movies? Um, it wasn't with you guys, right? Um, and. It was just guys jumping out of an airplane uh, yeah. into, like, this smoky city area. And I was like, what the... 
And then you just barely get to well, see no, 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 him. No, 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 no. It was like, door. it was like, what the hell is this? I was like, this is weird. Like, it's a monster movie. Holy shit, I bet it's a new Godzilla movie. I didn't know yet. Yeah. But I was like, I bet it's... And I I was looking around, and and my face lit up, and I looked around at my friends, and they were like, uh? (laughs) And then the screen went blank. You never saw Godzilla. The screen went blank. But then you heard the roar. And and I was like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) Which was actually... uh, Interesting little bit of movie trivia. Uh, what they did was they got a glove, soaked it in uh, in resin, and scraped it across the strings of a piano hmm. to get that noise. Huh. Wow. So, okay, yeah. what, are, we have any what else we got? Uh, Dunkirk. Um, that's uh, Christopher <laughs> Nolan, uh, World War Two yeah. period piece. That yeah, was actually, I'm also looking forward to uh, the new one that's coming out fairly soon, if it isn't already out. Um, oh, it's about the mathematicians. Oh, uh, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. I think that just came out. Oh, yeah, yeah Hidden Figures. Yeah, I remember seeing trailer yeah. for that at Rogue One. Yeah. Which Constant. I didn't get to see with any of you, but it looked yeah. really good. Yeah, 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 it looks pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, did we actually touch on Blade Runner 2049? No, we haven't even touched Blade Runner I mean, there's not much to touch. Hey, guys, there's, there's a new Blade Runner movie. We don't know anything about it. Except that Harrison Ford is still is replaced. And Ryan Gosling is apparently going to be the main, is going to be the lead. Yeah. yeah. His replacement. And that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so, Lewis, I had, anything else? I had one more. Uh, it's getting a lot of hate, but mostly just from... Idiot Spit it out. Boys. Just yeah. from haters who go Power hate. Rage. <laughs> yeah, Power Rangers. I'm looking forward I think, to that one. I, I think, think it could be fun. Yeah, I think there's something that bugs me. But, like, I've seen a picture of what Alpha 5 is going to look like. He's got little ice stalks on the side of his saucer. Um... I'm just excited that Bill Hader's doing the voice for him. Yeah. <laughs> and Bill Hader? It's like... SNL alum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. It would have been cool. Really good at Star Wars impressions. The eyes are growing on me as far as the way that the whole thing looks. The rest of them... Yeah, I know. They're growing on your back. You really need to see a doctor. <laughs> uh, that out. There's a small, like, hard to see, but a glimpse of... What the fuck's his name? Brian Cranston as Zordon. Oh, he yeah. looks great. And just the whole. Movie. I am a floating head in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like the idea of the Breakfast yeah. Club Power Rangers thing. Well, that, yeah. I like how they're. I like how seriously. originally, in in the Mighty Morphin era, it was supposed to be five teenagers with attitude. Yeah. Right. But I was sorry, but <laughs> no those te- those teenagers were interesting, but they had no attitude. If right. you watch they the were, original pilot, they did. They were yeah. They were hyper goody good. Yeah, they were, like teenagers teenagers with, they were teenagers with a positive, upbeat attitude. Yes, <laughs> they were teenagers with a positive attitude and more money than God. They're after-school special teenagers, is what they were. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I like how really, how like this Angel Grove High is like the school for degenerates and lowlifes. And I'm I'm pretty neutral about the movie, but I will say this: what, what I am excited about is just the sheer audacity of pulling it off. Just like yeah. I just picture some guy who's like. Uh, alright, dare me to do anything. Okay, make Power Rangers cool again. Done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Power Rangers never stop being cool. I'm sorry. I'm, one thing I'm really hoping for in the movie, and one thing I'm a little worried about, it's the, the thing I'm worried about, they released uh, the toy, or at least the image of the toy for Goldar, and he looks like a melted mess of gold. It may just be the way he first appears, yeah. because Rita is supposed to be going around the world collecting gold, because he got spread out 
across the earth. <laughs> yeah. And so she's trying to rebuild him, so hopefully that's just a temporary look. I will say Elizabeth Banks is Reed Ranger. Yeah. So that's interesting. And, yeah, and she's good. They made it pretty obvious that she is the Green Ranger. Uh, the coins that they find, she has the green one in her stuff. It's like you're afraid, but you're a little aroused at the same time. Mm. I like that. Because <laughs> in the original series, she had the coin. So it kind of explains how she would have had it, is she was the Green Ranger who went rogue. Yeah. But there was a production photo where no one knows what they were, but they had a series of uh, different multicolored equipment. Um, and they had one for every Ranger, and then there was one that was silver. Yeah, there's not all kinds of so speculation. So a lot of people are thinking we're going to get Tommy in this movie, too. Yeah. Let's yeah, the see. problem is it won't be acted by Jason David Frank. I know. <laughs> Although I think it would be awesome if uh, if Jason David Frank got, like, a cameo. Can- <laughs> there's rumors he is. Because... Yeah. I just imagine him as, like, a giant. Because, you know what? He'd be up for it. He's you want to know what he shouts at the end, at the beginning of every single one of his MMA fights? It's Morphin Time. It's Morphin Time or Go Go Power Rangers. And his victory pose is the Morphing pose. Yeah, <laughs> I just love that he is actually a martial artist. Yeah, yeah. well, no, he's he not. Was, he's yeah. not just only a martial artist. He invented his own goddamn tech a style. And he hasn't. Granted, he hasn't had a lot of fights. He's undefeated. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's undefeated in like eight bouts or something. something like that. Yeah, it's a start. <laughs> and he's still playing. Uh, as early as like a year or two ago was still playing Tommy. Mm-hmm. They did an episode of the it was like um, Mega Force <laughs> or something where they yeah. had a huge ass battle and, yeah, bringing they, in they, a bunch of legacy rangers yeah. including him. They, the they reshot the legendary battle from uh, from Super Sentai's 50th anniversary. Wow, we're going very deep with this. Yeah, yeah um, And the legendary <laughs> battle has a bunch <laughs> and, and, ends up, and ends up having a bunch of uh, rangers from uh, from the, the entire like fifty years of Super Sentai, all show up, and so when they redid it for the twenty sixth anniversary, Alien, Thunder, yeah, Dino Thunder, and a bunch of ones that no one had even seen before yeah. because they never got American releases, but um, Tommy showed up as a Green Ranger. So okay, so we've covered right. ga- games. Yeah, uh, games I think games. would be next, and then you get to talk about books because you're apparently the only person that cares. <laughs> uh, or at least you're the only person that actually came up with list for books. Well, the only person who did the research anyway. <laughs> the first right. game that comes to my mind is For Honor, which before I even knew what it was about, just seeing gameplay for it, I really. For to Honor play. looks really cool. Yes, um, yeah. I. Um, <sighs> so I'm a little unclear on the on the on the gameplay premise. Is it more like? Team FPS, both melee weapons, or is it more like Overwatch? It's, like it's mobile. Third, like what's going on it's there? It's third person, um, hack and slash, but it's not mash the button is faster than you. No, opponent. it's it's be smarter. It's actually fight smarter. It's more based. Well, on, that's why I was confused. It's is kind it, of like rock paper scissors, but but cooler. It seemed tactical, but it is described as hack and slash, so it's confusing. Well, hack and slash is. Is it like a team boost shooter? Hack and play? slash is anything that's not a shooter. Yeah, I guess. The combat is more based on actual fighting. You have to actually watch your enemy because you decide what direction you attack. Yeah, are you attacking right or left, high or low? And you have to actually block in right. that direction. Yeah. There's no just hit the block button. You right. have to actually block in the right way. Yeah, well, that's that's interesting. And it looks based really on each cool. Culture. Yeah. Every single game on my list, though, I will say, I am tentatively excited. <laughs> um, after the debacle that was No Man's Sky. Um, and a bunch of other, and also just in general. This is the part why I bragged that I had I had no part of that. I, I had no part of that. Neither did I. <laughs> I didn't back. I didn't thing, purchase. I didn't spend. But, but the thing is, 
a lot of games that, a lot of games that are getting a lot of hype, like For Honor, um, like almost everything on my list. Um, well, see, hype has nothing to do with any of my list. Yeah. I just looked at it and was like, that looks interesting. Yeah, I'll yeah. probably play but that. Any, but but For Honor at least is getting a lot of hype, and I try very hard to ignore hype because if I get too hyped about it. I will invariably get disappointed just yeah, because build it up too nothing much. can ever live up to the hype. Yeah, for me, it has nothing to do with the hype. I saw the vid- the gameplay video when they first announced it. And it looks good. It cool. looked amazing. And then they released a story trailer to, so to explain why these t- three people who never really fought each other are fighting each other. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, cool. And then they also announced that on top of the multiplayer, there is going to be a single-player campaign that oh, you can also excellent. do in co-op. And for the uninitiated, it's uh, Vikings, Knights, Knights and, and Samurai. Samurai. Samurai and yeah. each one is going to have three subclasses. Yep. Right. And you can do uh, couch or online co-op, and it takes you through pl- story through all three cultures. Mm, couch co-op, fun. I like. I like anything that includes couch co-op. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's always good. Um... <clears throat> And the they released mm-hmm. the uh, details for uh, their collector's edition, and it's going to be a one third scale replica of each culture's helmet. Oh, that's and it only costs you three hundred dollars. Uh, it's like one twenty. Le- yeah, no thanks. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, Cash Cops against Segway to Double Dragon Four. Yeah. Um, I didn't even realize they were making Double Dragon 4. I didn't either. Yeah, neither did I. I will say this. Double Dragon Neon was a blast. It looks similar. Any game that has a dedicated high-five mechanic wins in my opinion. (laughs) I'm on board for that. No, there is literally... A yeah. mechanic oh, yeah, where you no, can I'm high five each other in Double Dragon Neon. Like, there are buttons and combos you can press for, <coughs> for super effects. What the hell? <laughs> super bro bonus. Yeah. Pretty and, soon there'll be a fist bump mechanic. And it, and it ends properly with, uh, like, the original uh, Double Dragon game wherein... Yeah, I know, spoilers, sorry. Um, <laughs> for, for Double Dragon Neon came out two years ago, and the original Double Dragon came out in, like, the late 80s. So, spoilers, I'm sorry. Um... At the end of the game, if you're playing two-player, um, you have to fight each other at the very end of the game because you're all trying to rescue one girl wow. who can't choose, who, who has apparently been double-timing both brothers with the other. Like in, That's a in story. ending. Yeah, it is. You just went through all that and it's like, oh, by the way, I've been boning your brother and now you should fight for my affection. Well, no, it's more, like, it's more like both of them think that they should, that they should be the boyfriend. It's really much. You know, I don't know which is worse, and I don't even want to think about it. But it's it's hilarious. Can you imagine like the social justice warriors analyzing that game today? (laughs) Their heads would explode. They did in Double Dragon Neon too. In any case, I love the fact that even though it's a 2017 video game, it's gonna have graphics very similar to the original. Yeah, which I think will be great. Well, I think to be honest with you, the whole retro thing is kind of trendy lately. Yeah. Like with all these indie games and Kickstarters and the Nintendo Classic and all this stuff, like. You know, I'm sure that bubble will burst, but at least it'll lead to some creative output in the meantime. I am expected to be disappointed by ukulele, but then I also didn't much care for Banjo Kazooie, so. <laughs> um, huh, other games we're looking forward to. Uh, we'll skip off on Zelda for the moment because that'll kind of segue us into the right. Switch. Um, I'm really looking forward to. Um, Okay, so here's my please don't suck award of twenty six of twenty seventeen. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to Battle Chef Brigade, mm-hmm. and the reason for this is because I ran across it at some at some point on Kickstarter. I kickstarted it for fifteen dollars. I should be getting a copy sometime this year. 
it looks really interesting. It's a game where you go out, um, where you go out into the world, and you need to get that. Okay, his phone's ringing. Uh, you go, you go out into the world, and you, um, and you kill monsters. You collect their bodies, then you go back, come back, and to your home, and perform in an Iron Chef style competition where you cook <laughs> their food, where you cook their meat, and serve it to judges. That sounds awesome. That's I know, right? <laughs> Um, and it could be either great or crap. Uh, apparently, there's been some demos at, uh, like, there was a demo for it at PAX, and uh, Jesse Cox thought it was just, like, the, the absolute shit and was, like, and, and didn't leave their booth for a long time, so I, that makes me happy. Um, hey, man, I went to PAX Prime 2012, and I played a very promising demo of Aliens Colonial Marines. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, right? Wait, wait, it just make me feel bad, Mike. Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to soften the blow if it, if it does wind up being underwhelming. Not saying it's going to suck, but it, yeah. you know, it looks pretty good though. And uh, Trinket Studios has has had a bunch of updates coming, and like the closed beta for people who backed it at a higher level than I did is actually open already. It is, is available at this point, so. Uh, I have hope that it will come out, unlike the other two games I've backed on Kickstarter. Uh, do either of you like uh, fighter games, like Street Fighter, uh, Mortal Kombat? Yeah. I'm more of a Soul Calibur man myself, but I do enjoy fighting games. Okay. May of this year, the sequel to Injustice Gods Among Us is coming. Yeah, and the Injustice sequel looks like it'll be good. That that's uh, that was a really good fighting game. That's based like. off of off of uh, the Mortal Kombat engine, though. Yes, same people. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Injustice looked really good. And I never played it, so I reserve any judgment. I I thought it looked cool, but I didn't play it, it so I didn't. Fun. So I have no. Had opinion. a good story too. The gameplay matches the cool factor. It, it definitely holds mm-hmm. up. Yeah. They they showed off uh, some video of it recently and. NetherRealm's actually listening to fans. Some fans are, they weren't like complaining. They're saying, uh, they're asking, is this done? Because like Supergirl looked just weird with her, because everyone, it's all motion capture for the faces and stuff. And it was done, but they still went back and fixed it. Because it looked bad. Because fans were saying it doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah. So they're, every time they re-release the same video, it's modified. Like her That's costume cool. has changed. Her face looks a whole yeah. lot better. That's cool. The lighting is better. <laughs> um, so yeah, Injustice coming out. Um, I am really looking forward to the next game coming out from from Quantic Dream. Um, the people behind Omicron, the Nomad Soul, um, Heavy Rain, Indigo Prophecy slash Fahrenheit. Yep. Um, their new game coming out hopefully this year is called Detroit Become Human which was a game based off of a tech demo for the, for the PS3. And I wanted, I'll, I'll, I'll admit this, when I saw that tech demo, I wanted it to be a game too. I'm super glad they decided to make it into a game. I first saw that demo uh, a little over a year ago on YouTube and thought it was a game trailer. I saw that demo. Really disappointed. I saw that demo around the time PS3 came out um, because it was, it was actually, a, it, it was Quantic Dream just showing off Hey, look at what we could do with a PS3. Look what I can do. Look what, look what we do. can do with this brand new fucking hardware. Isn't yeah. this amazing? Uh, it's and and I will admit, Detroit Become Human, and the uh, next game I'm going to mention on my list are the two reasons I am going to be. I'm planning on getting a PS4, and that is Detroit Become Human and the remaster of Parappa the Rapper. Another good reason to get a PS4: um, the Uncharted games. Uh yeah, I heard they're I hear they're good. 
It's like playing an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, yeah it's everyone amazing. I talk to who has played them says I played the first three. They're all yeah. really good. Um, I hear they're good. I haven't played them. Um, I like Quantic Dream games. I yeah. I want to get a PS4. I kind of also want to get a PS3 just so I can play Heavy Rain. Uh, Heavy Rain's amazing. It might be available on PS4. Yeah, they could do a virtual uh, release or a remaster. remaster. Uh, but yeah, they're doing a remaster of Parappa the Rapper for the PS4. And yes, please! I, I'm sorry, uh, but stop. It, it? But, but look and turn your signals to the right. <laughs> <laughs> now turn to the right. Punch, punch, kick. <laughs> so yeah, um, kick, punch, punch, five. Flip, man. Kick, punch, flip. I don't know. I'm just saying words. <laughs> it's been over a decade, okay? <laughs> Uh, let's see. So I, don't know, as, I don't know if it's coming out this year. I'm hoping, but they're not going to say until it's actually ready. Is Cyberpunk 2077? Yeah. Have you guys seen the trailer? I before? saw the trailer, and the trailer looks damn badass. And which says nothing that, about the game because yeah. they hadn't actually done it yeah. yet. But they said it's going to be. They're going to take everything they learned from the, the three Witcher games and apply it to this oh. game. It's, it's CD Projekt Red game. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why they're not I giving... I didn't realize it was a CD Projekt Red game. That makes my hopes way more higher. That's why they're not giving a release date. It's, yeah, yeah, no, they're, CD they're Projekt Red never it. gives release yeah, dates. they don't want it rushed. The CD Projekt Red is, like, is is the Valve of games yeah. these days, because Valve yeah. hasn't released a game since 2012. They, well, they have a sterling reputation, and they don't. Yeah. They can afford to not give dates, because it's that yeah. good. They, they have a reputation of, they released polished games. Yeah. Right. right. And they basically say, we're going to release a game that stock goes that's up. That's so like gangbusters. Uh, yeah. We're going to release a game when it's done. Yeah, that's what and the And people accept says. when it's done. Well, yeah. And they have a long tail end, too, because they'll have, like, the, the, the Game of the Year edition, and then, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, there'll be these different, like, you know, times where people they, buy in. Yeah, they said it was going to take, uh, they were going to take everything they learned from the three Witcher games, apply it, among with other things they've learned elsewhere, apply it to this game, and what they're hoping for is that it's going to be a story where everything you do and say and decide matters, but at the same time, you can also have a friend drop in with you and play with you. That'll be That's pretty ambitious. And it still affects their game for them and your game for you without either of you interfering with each other but still enjoying it together. Fascinating. And the world is going to be at least as big as Witcher 3. Wow. Yeah, well, I I, I like Cyberpunk. I do, too. <laughs> like the, well, no, I mean, like, the world... Because uh, I'm pretty sure it's actually going to be based off of the world... The world the RPG. Uh, set up, yeah, for Cyberpunk 2020. Yeah. And I love that particular world. I didn't know whether you were talking about the world or not, or just... The genre, the world and the genre that got named <laughs> after the RPG. Um, you all right, Ben? Yeah. Do we need to pause? No. Um, Ben's standing that, up. It's a little weird. That trailer. He's gonna kill us all. <laughs> ah! um, if yeah. it weren't CD Projekt Red, the trailer wouldn't have got me as excited because I know they hadn't actually done any work on the game. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. But the trailer was what they're gearing towards, and they do what they promise for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you realize that the other pro- that there is one problem with CD with CD Projekt Red games. The minimum system requirements on for Cyberpunk 2077 20, uh, or whatever whatever year it is when it comes <laughs> out is going to be like uh, the minimum system requirements will be Skynet. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say and, Soul. And and the recommended system requirements will be like two Skynets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So that's why I built my own computer. That way I can upgrade it as needed. 
And I think I think actually I'm just going to build a new computer when I get when it when it's time for. In the long run, it's actually cheaper to build your own than to buy one from a store. Oh, absolutely. Well, even in the short run, if you you know yeah, if you know yeah, my computer in there is about was a thousand dollar computer. Um, like that was how much I spent on it. If I bought a computer with comparable uh, specs. From like Dell or HP, easily to three thousand computer. Yeah. Um, the one I built plays Witcher three on ultra settings perfectly. I hate you. Um, mine will play the Witcher three though, so I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> so more games. Yeah, yes, more yes. games. Um, Cuphead. I'm looking forward to Cuphead. Um, now that I remember what it is, <laughs> I, I am too. Although apparently there's been some unhappy reactions to recent. Uh, to recent de- demos at like trade shows and the like, but I don't know. I'm still looking. I like the aesthetic, uh, which makes me kind of happy. Um, Hand of Fate Two uh, is coming out. Hand of Fate was a really cool <coughs> game. It's hard to describe, um, but it was a lot of but it was a lot of fun. I only played it like once because I don't own it. Uh, I played it at like a friend's house. Is that that tactical card based game? Yeah, it was the one where well well where like you're playing a card game, but then if you get into a battle, then you go down into the into the world of the oh, deck, okay. and so it's like then it's thing. like huh. Arkham based combat. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, That's a like, free Xbox Live game that I haven't mm-hmm. got around to trying yet. It's a good game. Have to check um, it out. You should definitely check it out. Uh, and they're making a sequel, which would be great. And I'm also really looking forward to uh, South Park. The fractured but whole. And say that out loud to yourself, and you'll get the joke. Yes, um, I really, actually, really, really dug Stick of Truth. It was a great game. Um, I mean, it was lewd and crass, and it's South Park. Everything you kind of expect from a South Park game. It was yeah. one of the best damn episodes of South Park I ever saw. <laughs> That's what happens when you take a game and have it be made. With the involvement of the people who make the show, yeah, right. and and they were like, and, and and they were very actually like, they they were like, yeah, initially they said, yeah, we're never doing this again because, it because we got so much pushback, and damn it, it's ours. <laughs> but no, they're making, they are making uh, a, they're making it's actually a direct sequel to Stick of Truth too. Oh, I didn't realize. So that. I'm hoping I'll be able to import my safe game from Stick of Truth and see what happens. Um. At least you don't have the same new kid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it was a lot of fun, and I also really like anything that involves um, the superhero insanity, Dr. Chaos and the Coon. And right. Uh, which, Professor Chaos. Professor Chaos, you're right. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> and, and yes, I, I do apologize for for the fact that uh, Cartman's character is, uh, racial, is a racial slur. Um, it's South Park. It's Get over South it, Park. Pussies. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he could just be a fan of Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Except so that was I before can't, that movie came I out. I can't <laughs> ever think. I can't ever hear that word without without feeling bad though. In any case, um, speaking of, um, there was one that you mentioned. I think Mike mentioned uh, that's coming out from <coughs> the folks who made the Shadowrun games. Yes, uh, oh, Battletech. Paddletech. That is yeah. that is one of one of my I'd probably say in my top three of the most Paddle Tech excited for the games. games. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. schemes. Yeah. 
essentially, if you're familiar with the Shadowrun Returns, Dragonfall, Hong Kong, those games, it's essentially that style of game, but in the Battletech universe. And several of the uh, people that are involved in some of the mech games that are set in the Battletech universe over the years are deeply involved in it. So, groovy. pretty excited about that. I, I, I love the tactical turn-based RPGs. I'm a sucker for those. You know, it'll be nice to scratch that itch. Rockstar is going to be giving us another Red Dead game, which is going to be fun. Yeah, it's apparently, I think it's a prequel, isn't it? I think that's what I've heard. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't care. It's another Red Dead yeah, game. Yeah, honestly, I don't care uh, what the context is. I just, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption I'm on board because it was that good of a game. Um, and then, of course, we get to the to the game that I think all that, that, that there is super hype for, um, along with the system that, hope, that I hope it works well. Um, <laughs> Zelda Breath of the Wild and the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Which they are thoughts. Doing. No, it is not a dance by Will Smith. <laughs> They're doing a sort of press conference kind of thing online uh, sometime soon to talk about the Switch. Which I expect the th- first thing they're going to say is that it's not is that it's delayed and it's not coming out in March. <laughs> well, that's Nintendo, but yeah. yeah, I don't think you need an announcement for that. Just assume that it's at least three to six oh, months beyond what they say. <laughs> is done yeah uh, although Breath of the Wild is going to be coming out no I mean the Switch the oh. development of it it's done mm. it's done and ready to be played on uh, <laughs> on well, well it's just a question when it's going to launch them because there's no way in hell they're going to launch that without Legend of Zelda to sell yeah they said yeah. it's a possibility that Zelda won't I, be a I guess they, they need, well but but whatever it is they need a good launch title yeah, likely be because Mario. Because if, we if all saw Zelda. what happened with the GameCube and launching yeah. with Luigi's Mansion. Oh jeez, the GameCube was a fine system, but you don't launch with Luigi's Mansion. Those were the dark times before the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Wii U came out, and what the hell even was the launch title for the Wii U? Was it? I thought it was Twilight Princess. No. No, 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 that, that was, was the Wii. original Wii. Yeah, no, that was on the Wii, but honestly, Twilight Princess was a GameCube game. It was way better as a GameCube game. Um, eh. For the Wii U, Mario Maker? No, Mario Maker was not the combat game. Uh, was it New Mario Brothers? Brothers? Was that a launch? No. The see. fact that we can't remember is all that matters, guys. Yeah. yeah. That, that well, says, and I, I will piggyback off that by saying I'm actually pretty optimistic about the Nintendo Switch because I feel like um, Nintendo has learned some hard lessons yes. with the Wii U, and it looks like they're kind of they're they're, they're kind of m- taking modern like things and actually implementing them in a smart way. It's like Nintendo has constantly been a few years behind the curve of like the gaming and media zeitgeist, where it's like the online offerings have been lackluster and delayed, and mm-hmm. uh, they're like, hey guys, tablets, and it's already too late, and that's already past, and like, you know, and it's just like... Yeah, well, also the Wii U was just a hot mess for Well, me. and it was and a complete cluster, because first of all, why are you calling it the Wii U? Nobody, so many people yeah. didn't even know that a new system existed. Nobody, yeah, that it, it, it and they're, they're doing well, they're doing much better with... with uh, so far, I think the branding and handling of it is much better. Uh, I just I think it's a great concept, and it's 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 uh, the thing that's about this cool too is there's going to be people who like people that are busy with families and jobs and all this other stuff, uh, but they still they're still Nintendo people at heart. They, the the versatility of the system will allow them to just like play a little bit here and there. The only problem I have with you know, that is that uh, reports are coming in that it's going to have a shit battery life. 
eh, I'd take that with a grain of salt because that fe- I feel like. Although at the same time, if, obvious, if it charges off of say micro USB, USB C. Uh, well, whatever. That's what it's going to charge off. Of. Yeah. So not micro. Uh, it's the next step of micro U. It's the same shape either direction, so you can plug it in either way. It's the latest micro USB. Okay, well, I'm, most more modern phones are using that now. Oh, okay. so you can so you can plug it in the first try as opposed so, to the third try. Yes. But, but you can also <laughs> still use your micro USB charger uh, power power backs on it. If it's the same type of plug, yeah, it's not something that's. Proprietary to Nintendo, it's something yeah. that a lot of people. That is what, idiots to yeah. do that. Nintendo needs to, well. <coughs> the new 3DS doesn't even come with a charger, <laughs> because it's the same charger that the original 3DS has. You, yeah. you already have one, just use that one. <laughs> and the sad yeah. thing is, they're right. I, yeah, that's why I didn't get a new 3DS for Christmas, right. uh, because I don't have a charger, um, and the charger is like an extra twenty freaking bucks. Yeah. But no, they, I, they. Something that they'll need to do is they'll need to make whatever the charging port is on it is it that it is on it, uh, be compatible with external battery packs. Mm-hmm. Um, Which it should be. It's a USB cord. Yeah. So it should be able to plug into power packs or plug into your wall, or randomly plug it into anywhere you're at. Yeah, that's what they need. So for yeah. the uninitiated, uh, Nintendo Switch uh, is a console can... slash handheld. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But done better than the Wii U. Right. Yeah. You can actually take the entire console and make it like a handheld type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo's so, yeah. learning several lessons. They're, they're learning about people want better graphics. People want AAA games. Uh, portability is becoming more of a thing. Right. And they're also learning their lesson on pricing. That was a big problem with the Wii U also. Yeah. And with the 3DS when it first came out, was it cost way too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's being five hundred U.S. dollars. Yeah, it's being estimated that the the base switch is going to be um, like two fifty to three hundred dollars. God damn! If they do that, they will they will destroy the market. Yeah, and then the there's a higher hard drive one that'll be between three and three fifty. They would they could potentially eat the market alive just based on. I mean, yeah, uh, X Xbox and and PS Four prices are coming down. And, but it's possible that Zelda will be the launch title because they brought it into I want to say Jimmy Fallon. They let him play it. And well, Breath of the Wild is mostly is mostly finished. It was yeah. it was at PAX and E three as a playable it, game. If it's not the launch title, uh, it'll come out quick. The new Mario game will probably be the launch title. Yeah. It's so, one uh, of the other. Uh, a few rapid fire things wanted to cover. We have time for games. Um, mm-hmm. Halo Wars 2 looks like it'd be fun. Nothing remarkable, yeah. but I just I enjoyed the first one, and I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, and, you know, games with co-ops always yeah. important in my book. Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands looks interesting. Um, a lot yeah. more varied environments and stuff, and it's just like... It's kind of like um, kind of like what Far Cry th- uh, 3 looked like. Actually, I have about 15 okay. minutes left. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway... Um, other quick hits: uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, that's supposed to be pretty awesome. I, hmm. My, uh, I, I'm really I behind in Mass so, Effect. I was so disappointed by Mass Effect Three that I just like it, once I once I didn't win the, the contest. Yeah, once I didn't win the contest to to uh, to be a voice actor in Mass Effect Andromeda, I just stopped caring. That's there was a contest. I one it. one lackluster ending of one game and an amazing three game franchise. Let's not you know. 
Oh, and Andromeda is supposed to have nothing to do with Shepard. No, it doesn't. It's yeah. a completely different deal. Um, but uh, anyway, um, what else we got? Uh, Battlefront 2 at some yes. point will launch, no yeah, doubt. A lot of people were disappointed with 1, but people still play it. I love it. And they learn, They listen to the fans for the next one. It's going to have a campaign mode. Well, that's why I held out yeah, for the inevitable yeah. sequel. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that'll be better good. Um, let's see. So it's uh, not bad. It's just missing stuff that a lot of people wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. flat out said would not be in it. <laughs> right. um, Torment, yeah. Tides of Numenera. Oh, yeah. Which one? Yeah. Torment, Tides of Numenera. It's a spiritual oh, yes. successor to Planescape Torment. Made which, by a lot of the original devs. Yes, indeed. Which is what really Black has Isle getting and, back together. Yeah, getting the band back together again. Yeah, that's exciting. I am super hyped for that, yeah. Um, so that's right up there on my list. Um, that is a close second, but my t- my top is actually a complete, like, out-of-left-field thing. This new studio called uh, Don't Nod. Uh, like, don't nod off and go to sleep, apparently, because it's crunch time at the studio. I'm assuming that's what that means. I guess. <laughs> uh, this game called Vampire. Uh, oh, yeah. Vampire, Vampire. But without the E and make the I a Y. V-A-M-P-Y-R. So it's an interesting concept. It's a it's a period piece thing. It takes place in London, 1918, in yeah. the Spanish flu pandemic, uh, which is just... A, really interesting and horrific thing if you want to look that up. Um, <laughs> no one suspects yeah. the Spanish flu. Yeah, no Except they kind of Chief do. weapons are <laughs> coughing, vomiting, and diarrhea, and dying. Right? Yeah. yeah it's no one's pretty horrific. No one suspects the Spanish infection. It's a lot more It's a lot more frightening than any sort of vampire thing could possibly be. Right. Anyway, the, the, vampire. Well, the premise is you are a doctor who is dealing with the Spanish flu and you become infected but plot twist by vampirism not the Spanish flu. <laughs> Right. And uh-huh. you are uh, you're trying to balance your new condition with still doing your doctorly duties, and it's really awkward having a Hippocratic oath not to harm people when you have to harm people to survive. Yeah. And apparently has all this interesting like cerebral stuff about balancing the whole killing not killing, and you know, um, uh, like you can level up if you do these horrific vampire things, but then it's also more obvious that you're a vampire and you catch people's attention. Uh, I. No, All kinds of interesting stuff going on there as far as the gameplay concepts. And I saw that the, the graphics look really solid, too. It's yeah. got a huge budget, and it's the newest Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. Everything about it looks really, really promising. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm all about supporting like new, bold, risky yeah. ideas. And I saw, I, I saw a gameplay demo of it, and um, I had forgotten about it until... You said something about it earlier, and then I, I forgot about it again until you said something about it just now. I'll probably forget about it right after I'm done talking about it, but it looks really good. I agree with you. Yeah. There's no official release date other than this year. Right. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a sucker, no pun intended, for oh. vampire stuff. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, there's a new Sticks game coming out, too, which should be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. I forgot the subtitle as uh, well, but yeah. it's the new Sticks game. But, yeah, the, the, <laughs> and, and Sticks Master Shadow was a, was a hidden gem because... I heard nothing about it. Oh yeah, I just came across it on Steam. It was yeah, it was on Steam one day. I was like, "What the hell is this?" I played those. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very under the radar thing. Yeah, Yeah. Um, it didn't sound like any of my goblins. No, no, (laughs) (laughs) nothing like my goblins. That's probably my top three: is Vampire, um, uh, Torment, Tizer, Numenera, and BattleTech. Right. And I'm not a BattleTech fan, but you know, I'm looking for that. Looking forward to that one because Hairbrain. You know. Yep. So, okay. So, wanted to throw out a couple of things here um, for books. For books. Hopefully, we get George R. R. Martin's new, new Shards book. of Darkness. Sorry. 
There you uh, go. Sticks, Shards of Darkness. Yeah. Well, if we get George R. R. Martin's new uh, Game of Thrones book. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's adorable. <laughs> um, but then we tentatively were supposed to get peace talks. From oh, the point of order. Yes. Song of Ice and Fire book. What the fuck yeah, ever? Game of Thrones is the series. <laughs> I, I it's just, also the first book. I had my, oh my opportunity God. to be pretentious, so I took it. Okay, you get that so rarely. George R. R. is going to publish something soon. Yeah. Hopefully, but yeah. His uh, obituary. Talks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Writes uh, his own obituary, though. Yeah, right? Yeah. George R. R. Martin wrote his own life. <laughs> Anyways, uh, um, and then we've got, yeah, Peace Talks coming up soon. I hope it comes out this year. I really want a new Dresden book. Yeah, so do How I. How many of those are there? Uh, fifteen. There's currently... Yeah, there's currently 15. Uh, um, yeah. They are all really good. It only takes you about a week and a half to read all of them. So it'll take yeah. me about a month. Um, I got out Hopefully, books, we're looking forward to a to a uh, new book from a uh, up and coming author, Neil Cordray. Yeah, I'm hoping to get to, on that. I I'm trying to get it done by VisionCon so I can get it to editors so I can maybe have it for sale by like April or May. Right. Now, actually, uh, I'm looking at getting two books out this year. One, um, at least two books. Uh, one is going to be uh, In Absentia. It's going to be a short story collection set in Chance's hometown while he's cool. away. Cool. And then Prom Night, which is the next in the Chance series. I'm going to get done later in the year. Anything coming down for Zombok? Um, I don't have in case, In case you weren't aware... Ben's a published author. <laughs> I had no I idea. I didn't have anything. The thing is, is, I haven't really planned on something for Zompok because the chance books and then... With, Are so popular. Was, and, then, and now you have an agent asking you for specific books. Yes, exactly. They're <laughs> going, okay, can we get yeah. this one by January? You know, my one. Uh, January of this year or next yeah, year? Yeah, this year. This year. They want Ooh. another one. My crossing series. So I, I don't know what that... You know, I'm pretty... I'm Isn't it January that. now? I'm a little bit. Mean, I'm hoping they mean by the end of January, but, ah. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, but then, um, isn't the next aftermath book coming out this year? Aftermath, Star Wars aftermath. Uh, I think there was one that came out late last year. Uh, Wendig did, or somebody did. Um, well, Wendig did the first one. I don't remember who did the second. I still yeah, pick up a copy of Charm School. But uh, and then um, so. There are other, some other indie authors that I follow and I'm good friends with. Uh, R.R. Verdi, uh, who wrote, who writes the Grave Report series. Think that sounds uh, interesting. Yeah, it's like Quantum Leap meets the Dresden Files. Hmm. Uh, the main character leaps into bodies of people who have been killed and must by the supernatural and has to find out who killed them. Ooh, that's an interesting premise. It's so a it's great like, premise. So it's have my attention. <laughs> so it's like. Ghost story a million times. Thing is, is no, he doesn't no know who he yeah. was, and he as he gains as he does it, he gains the skills of the people that he's jumped into. That's cool. But at the at the price of losing parts of his own memory. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not trying to be flip. I'm just like no, no. He's he's no. Actually, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be flip. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, he's he's working on the third one in that one right now. Cool. Uh, Ronnie and I are both. Um, are both uh, currently have nominations in for the um, not the Hugo's um, Dragon the Dragon Award. Uh, we're both currently on the readers poll for the Predators and Editors uh, readers poll. I think we're both leading. We're tied for first. Um, yeah, yes. Um, and then yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, and Ronnie's an up and comer. There's uh, there's James Baldwin who writes uh, a kind of a Russian mafia wizard series, hmm. and Jeff Cook who has like Jeffrey Cook has like a, a dozen series out. If you like steampunk, if you like fantasy, he's got you, he's got you covered. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff coming out from a lot of indies. Um, and then I'm trying to think of what else we're supposed to have, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good year for in the publishing world. Please too. let Peace Talks come out, Jim. Yeah, Jeff, Jim, I know you listen. Yeah, you do. We know you listen. Please, Peace Talks. We have faith in you. Yeah. I read that cha- that first chapter. It's amazing, man. The, the book release thing that kind of dovetails into uh, into tabletop books. I had a few things oh, I want yeah. to touch on real quick. Um, <laughs> first of all, this completely blindsided me. I was just talking about how much I love vampire stuff, uh, with the exception of Twilight, obviously, because that's not a real vampire. Yeah, no, it's not real. Um, they're not. I'm sure there's a lot of cheesy vampire stuff. I, I have time to say, oh, but not this, 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 and this. Their golems who suck blood. Anyway, point is, because <laughs> Thank you. Vampires. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade 5th edition is going to be a thing that happens. Well, which I was... Uh, I, yeah. I'm still not entirely sure I believe you. <laughs> Go to the internet, Mobile, my friend. Go to the internet. Is it going to be... As far as... Do you know anything about it? Not really. Uh, I just noticed this right before the show, and I was like, ooh, got to mention this. <laughs> right? Um, the, uh, there's also an interesting book called Blades in the Dark, and it's basically like... Uh, you're building up uh, a criminal empire in a medieval fantasy D and D Pathfinder esque setting, and I really like the the material, the the kind of like uh, theme and atmosphere. There sounds really interesting. Yeah. Um, very like you know, morally gray cloak and dagger type stuff going on, uh, and of course you know potential for larger scale stuff like actually building a whole criminal empire instead of just delving dungeons or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, this is just kind of a funny aside. Pugmire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pugmire a, looks really good. He has a successful Kickstarter campaign, and this this guy uh, is a very tongue in cheek thing, but also looks solid. Yeah. Um, basically, it is a um, well. He describes it as think a Lord of the Rings meets Planet of the Apes, but with dogs. It's like a medieval fantasy yet post-apocalyptic world where, like, humans were dumb as we are, so we killed ourselves off, and these anthropomorphic dog and cat races are the things that mm-hmm. exist now, and they and dogs basically still worship us. Yeah, yeah, we are like the old <laughs> gods. So, like, they have like the code of man, and number one is be a good dog. <laughs> and so they go out, and they oh, must they man, must form bonds of friendship, and you know live up to the tenets of the masters of old, and they go out and they do D and D type stuff, and you know oh, kind of like. You you know, try I, to tame the world again and make it civilized. Even if I never play it, I've got to get that. It's great. Um, and then, uh, of course, the the biggest thing on my radar is uh, Critical Role Taldori campaign setting. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Critical Role is a, you know, for those who aren't aware, is this big uh, voice actor uh, DM'd and played game uh, where this group of friends that have been playing game for about a couple years or so uh, started streaming on this Geek and Sundry Twitch channel, and it's really blown up. It's really popular. It's a really entertaining show. But it's also like four hours a week, so you may not have time for it. But at least check it out if you're interested in that kind of thing. Great. Anyway, Taldori is a uh, Matt Mercer, the DM. It's his custom world that he crafted for them, which originally was a Pathfinder game, and then converted to Fifth Edition for the stream for sake of ease, easy play when you have like seven or eight players, and of course for the brand name recognition to get people to view and all that. Um, but I'm really excited about it because he is, in my humble opinion, the best DM I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah. In 
he I I hate to say it, but he out DMs Chris Perkins, who is the D and D Wizards of the Coast guy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Chris Perkins is great and everything, but he doesn't have like he doesn't really like immerse me into it like Mercer does. Well, even even without Mercer's voice, vo- well, even without his voice acting. Oh yeah, the way Mercer tells a story is amazing. Right. Well, yeah, that's just the cherry on top of the voice acting. Yeah, but right. even without it, like he's just so good at crafting a narrative. Right. I want to bring one thing back up uh, from uh, small screen. Forgot to mention this. Con Man with Alan Tudyk. Ah, yes. Season 2. K2SO himself. Yes. (laughs) So, have we got... I've covered all I wanted to cover. I'm I'm content. Anything else we need? Uh... Not that I can think of. Um... No. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, uh, we're yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. May your twenty, yeah, May uh, twenty seventeen be. Yeah, I made the. Oh yeah, time. duh. There's one other thing I'm really looking forward to in media uh, for 2017, and that is uh, the, the and that is this uh, this year's season of uh, Geek Anthology. Right. Yeah. Right here on right on our website. Go yeah. to www.workingtheorieproductions.com. Yeah. No, we yeah. haven't been canceled yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Way to bury the lead. <laughs> yeah. Um, we do have a couple. We do have a couple projects that uh, that we're going to be starting in 2017. Uh, probably not finishing because one of them is at least 15 episodes. Um, and that's, you know, since we only come out once a week, that's only, you know, a fifth of a year. Um, but I do plan on starting, actually I already cut the first episode for, um, we're going to be doing a, a retrospective on the Fallout franchise called War Never Changes. And, um, and we're going to be doing a, a retrospective on the Final Fantasy pre- franchise that I haven't come up with a snappy title for yet. <laughs> Okay. I'll, um, I'll help you with that. I'm good at I'm good at snappy titles. Not so final Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Final <laughs> yeah. <Fantasy>. The least <laughs> final of them all. Yeah. Right. Well, especially since the first episode will be talking about the first Final Fantasy game. Right. Exactly. Um, if anyone in the Springfield area is uh, well versed in those concepts and would like to be on a get be a guest star in an episode, let me know. Um, but yeah, should probably say Springfield, Missouri, since like that is the yeah. most common city yeah. name in America. In the US. If you're a Simpson, <laughs> ignore it. Nah, I, I talk with Bart or Homer or you know, actually no, Homer's an idiot. But uh, I actually, honestly, if I was gonna hang out with anyone, I want to hang out with Lisa. Yeah, she'd be she'd be one of us. <laughs> She's, she might be too boring. May the though. worst of twenty seventeen be the be- be better than the best of your twenty sixteen. Amen to that. Well, um, I think that's all we have for the time being. Um, so look forward to the rest of the year's excitement. Uh, this has been Neil, Michael, the one true Ben, and Wookie, and we will be here next week on Geek. Anthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter O and the number 85. Ending theme is March of the Mind by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash workingtheory. A final thought. We're back, baby!